Hey everyone, Mia Paulus here with Simplicity in Business and Life podcast. Today we're going to talk about emotional intelligence and leadership. And I know that sounds like a big, ugly word, but my goal is to actually bring some emotion back into that word. So uh, you'll want to stay tuned. So let's go ahead and keep the music and then we'll get started. No, it doesn't have to be so hard. Okay, so the first thing I want to do is actually just like get the dictionary definition of emotional intelligence out there. And then we'll uh, go ahead and get into some of kind of my thoughts on emotional intelligence. Um, I, uh, I'm a fan of like, whenever I hear like really big words that are used a lot, I like start closing down. And it's, I don't know, I've always, I think, talked in more simpler language. And it's always been like, I'm a good speller, but I've never been good in like the English language in like big, big words. And uh, I'm always like looking them up when I read books. And it's not that I, it's not that I don't want to learn them. It's just that sometimes like genetically, you feel like you have certain curses. And I feel like that, that's one of my curses. But maybe it also makes me hopefully speak in a little bit more simpler terms. Um, so when I heard the word emotional intelligence for the first time, and now I hear it all the time, it was like, my mind wanted to like shut down. And so, you know, now when I read it up, it's like, oh, like you're a mature person, you, you're disciplined. And I would even use the word smart. I think that it, um, if you're emotionally intelligent, it means you, that to me is the true definition of being smart. Um, so, and I know there's different, I say that loosely because I, I know there's all walks of life, all different types of people that have different weaknesses and strengths. And so I think that sometimes emotional intelligence is used as this blanket thing that, you know, there's there's a lot more people with autism than there used to be. Now I'm going down a tangent. I wasn't planning on going down, but I just wanted to, when I said that, I just wanted to preference that, you know, like, you know, I have, you know, there's, there's different people on different spectrums. And so I, I'm, I understand that I'm saying a very black and white statement that isn't to be construed as that. So I just want to put that out there before it comes back to bite me in that way. So, okay. So uh, when you look at the word emotional intelligence, um, I had one, the word there and now I'm like, can't find the definition because I got on this tangent. So um, let me find it. Um, okay, let me see if I'm actually in the right. Okay, let's see. Well, let me just keep going and then I'll find it in my notes here somewhere. So, okay. Oh, let's see. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Found it. The capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. Like, to me, that sounds very unemotional. And so I wanted to, like, bring some emotion back into that definition and um, and hopefully get us feeling what it is and why it's important. Um, so that's kind of my goal. And I know there are a lot of I know a great coach that like loves this topic. And so I know there's great psychiatrists that talk about this. So my goal isn't to, to replace them or even be like, pretend to know as much as they do about it. My goal is to talk about it from the heart as a leader, as a person, um, based on my experiences and what I know about it. And, and, um, and really try to like, again, talk about it from my emotion, my personal experiences and what I've been experiencing and why, why I think it is so important to have that. Um, so one of the things that, uh, you often hear about with emotional intelligence is like willpower, you know, having the discipline and to know what to say 
um, when to say it, why, you know, why to say it, all those kind of things. And, uh, I did do a lot in the addiction uh, space or did, I don't do a lot anymore with it, but you know, a lot of times people would always talk about with addicts, well, just have the willpower, just, you know, control it, have discipline. And, uh, and that's easier said than done when you're in an addict, right? Like it's not about willpower. There's something deeper in us that we have to, we have to want. And so I think with emotional intelligence, kind of the same thing. Yeah, it requires discipline, but how do you get the discipline? Like I sometimes think we don't go deep enough into these things. Like we just kind of talk, talk about it or we say big words or we don't ever ask why. Like I feel like why is like not something that's ever asked anymore. So it's like, we need to be willing to ask why on things. And so like, with discipline, like how do we get discipline to be able to say the things we're supposed to say, be the person we're supposed to be? And it has to has to come from within. It comes much deeper. And so if we intrinsically don't want to be a good person and have values, like we're, we're not going to be able to have emotional intelligence. It's not something, yes, it's a learned thing that you can get better at over time, but it has to start from deep within us. And one of my favorite books is... Um, is actually this um, my stepdad actually brought told me about this book. It's called The Road Less Traveled, and it's by M. Scott um, Peck. And he talks about love a lot, and and um, and he actually says about and he, and he brings up the word discipline in it, which I thought was really great. He goes, discipline. It has been suggested is the means of human spiritual evolution. If you know, I talk a lot about spirituality, not as a, a religious thing, but as it's so important. It's an essential element we all need. We need to connect our mind and our heart together to be able to make decisions, right? And so, and he says, the sec- this section in this book will examine what lies in, in back of discipline. What provides the motive, the energy for discipline? This force, I believe, to be love. And, um, and so... I don't have time in this this live to go. Uh, I could talk about love forever and what that is because I think love is um, a, a misdefined term nowadays. But um, love, and I'll, I kind of went and skipped ahead a little bit. And he goes, "Love is as love does. Love is an act of will, namely both an intention and an action. Will also implies choice. We do not not have to love. We choose to love. No matter how much we may think we are loving." If we are in fact not loving, it is because we have chosen not to love and therefore do not love despite our good intentions. And so I think about like we have to want it like deep within us. We have to be able to have love for people, love for mankind and want to have understand what our values so as leaders like we it's up to us to have those values and to live them and to show other people that example and I think that that is just not happening anymore it's such a rare thing amongst leaders to have actual integrity and values that they live by and not just values that they spew out but that are intrinsic within them and that they have love for mankind and I think like with us, like having that emotional intelligence and leadership is so critical and, and we have to want it and we have to feel it. And I, that's why I get, I think sometimes turned off by the big words because they get overused and thrown out by people that want to sound important or want to sound like they care and they really don't intrinsically. And so like to me, I, I want to feel the emotion. I want to know that they actually care. I want to see what they're willing to do. Um, and how they're going to care for people. And so to me, like that is how you get that emotional intelligence. So I just, I want you to feel it. Like my goal of this, this live isn't to just spew off a definition and be like, Hey, yeah, you should be emotionally intelligent. You know, just like when people say to addicts, yeah, you just, you just quit. You just quit smoking. You should just quit drinking. You know, it's not that easy. And so, um, so there's something within us that we have to 
one, want to feel pain within ourselves. Like I, I, I mentioned, I did a post on this of like the world we've been programmed to not feel anything. So like whether it's not even feeling pain, we have to feel emotion, you know, be willing to feel again, the good, the bad, the ugly. And, um, you know, it's human nature to like want to push it off. So we have to intentionally go through and feel what we're experiencing. And then we learn to analyze and understand it. And we understand why we do what we do. We start to understand why other people do what they do. And um, and so I think that's like number one is get yourself feeling again. And then start to understand like, why did I do that? Why did I overreact in that situation? Why did I, why did I do this? Like I think about, I've looked at like my childhood and some of the things of why I do what I do, I think is because I was just born that way. It's like this genetic gene that has been passed down. And one I feel like is like, revenge or um or like when I see somebody like do something to somebody else or or somebody that I know is absolutely wrong that hurt me it's like yo my first intention is like revenge and I like my grandmother was that way and it's like deep within our genetic genes and and uh and so knowing that I'm always like that's my first like gut and the I mean it's getting mild over the years because I've learned to again gain some emotional intelligence and maturity from it but like that's something I had to overcome was that vindictiveness in me to want to, you know, get back. Right. Because it in short term, it makes you feel better. Right. But long term, it's just not a good idea. So uh, genetics. Right. We sometimes genetically have more tendencies. Like I think we're all inherently born with certain strengths and weaknesses. I see it in my younger three boys since they're so close in age. It's crazy, like my one middle boy, he's like so stubborn. I thought, man, I remember when he was six months old and he, you, know, you say cry, cry, let them cry themselves to sleep. Hour and a half later, he's still crying. Like there is no cry yourself to sleep with him. Like there, there was, that wasn't an option. And so like the funny, you look back at some of the tendencies they had when they were younger as they're getting older, like, man, no, if he gets something in his head, he will not, he will not relent. And so like we're born with some of these strengths and weaknesses and that's why we have certain strengths because we have weaknesses, right? They, they counteract each other. And, um, and so like, yeah, we're born with some of that and we have to learn to overcome that, right? And then I think certain things in our childhood make us um, who we are. Um, like for me, like I had to learn to communicate. Communication was not a big thing growing up for me. I, there was, was not a lot that happened health, in a healthy way in my childhood. And so I had to learn to either learn to communicate or have terrible relationships. And so that's something that I'm always, again, always combating. It seems like and over time it gets better and better. It's not a flip a switch and all of a sudden I'm there. It's maturity that is done by a constant wrestle, right? Um, it's something that we don't hear a lot in the business world, but it's important to do that wrestle, 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 wrestle with yourself and, uh, and really you know, saying, okay, is this the way I should have acted? Is this what I should have done? And I think that's so critical to make sure that we're doing that. Um, and then our experiences, right? The things that we do and how we, how we react. Um, I get so frustrated when like people say, oh, it's, it's just words. Like to me, like those little things make such a big difference because if you put thought into the little things and the little words and the, and the little things you do, like those all come, those all build up on each other and become who you are. And so, um, the phrase, this is just the way I am, you should accept me like the, the way I am. Like, I, I hate that too, because like, I'm always trying to be a better person. So everybody should, um, like we, that's what we're here for. We're meant to become better versions of ourselves and, um, and better people. And so 
we have to really learn to identify, you know, our emotions, other people's emotions, try to be empathetic. Okay, why would they be feeling that way? You know, it takes deep thought. And if we're not willing to think, if we're not willing to feel, we're not going to be able to do this. Like this is something that it requires us to be able to actually be in tune with who we are and be mindful of who we are. Um, another thing we need to do is actually learn to apply our emotions. And and this is something that I use the word apply purposefully because, you know, a lot of times when you read up emotional intelligence, you know, even though on one hand they'll say it's not about suppressing your emotions, but then they also say it's about making sure you don't overreact or different things. And while you don't want to unintentionally overreact, like you always want to be in control of your emotions, I think there's times when you need to be passionate, when you need to be um, feel um, kind of, in a sense, empowered to be able to make it to make a difference to, to put up a fight in some areas. And I think, like right now, like playing the fence isn't an option. We have to it. Uh, we have to be willing to stand up for um, certain things. And and one of the my personal motto that I have is be humbly bold. Several years ago, I realized that an inherent weakness in me was that I didn't stand up enough. I didn't. I didn't. Um, you know, I don't never want to hurt anybody or wouldn't ever want to offend anybody or um, and so I wouldn't speak up or I wouldn't communicate. And so I made a decision to be humbly bold. And it wasn't that, you know, you're mean and you're not loving to them. But I realized that being bold, humbly, you know, I think it's important. Like love, again, is a misconstrued word where I can still, you know, stand up for things, still have, you know, um, like there's still this whole judicial system, right? Or, you know, there's, we're not meant to not have consequences for people's actions. Like there's, there's things like that, that it doesn't mean being not pursuing something is in or holding somebody accountable is not, um, is not healthy. And so I learned that that was a weakness of mine. So I set a goal to be more humbly bold. And, um, and so I think it's important to know, like, what are your weaknesses? And how do you it isn't the whole goal of emotional intelligence isn't to all of us be the same person, right? And all be mute. <laughs> and I think like sometimes I read some of the articles on emotional intelligence. I'm like, hey, that is not the goal. Like goal is to be able to understand who we are, understand our strengths, our weaknesses, how to overcome them, you know, understand, okay, because I have this strength, it makes me have this weakness. So I need to understand what to act when. And to do that, you have to be able to learn to connect your mind and your heart together on what to do when. It isn't like a lot of times you might read up on emotional intelligence, be like, here's the long list of everything you should do. But I'm kind of a more in the moment type person. I like to be like, okay, based on this person, based on this experience, based on these factors, I'm going to connect my mind and my heart together to figure out how I should react in this situation. And then if I feel like I did what I felt prompted and pressed to do based on what my gut told me, and I make that decision, then I need to be okay with whatever that outcome is, whatever that consequence is of making that decision. And to me, like that is to me more emotional intelligence than saying, here's a long laundry list of everything and how you should act and when or why. No, like we're becoming, we've gotten to where we can't think for ourselves. And so I wanted to just do this, um, this live to get us again, thinking, you know, we're willing to uh, think and talk for ourselves and be empathetic and loving towards other people like it's you can have both you can love yourself understand who you are love other people disagree with them and move forward take action and there's there, you can't please everybody not ever there's there's times when people are going to get hurt there's times where you're going to do something wrong there's times when you're going to make mistakes 
And, um, and so I just, I just get sometimes, again, this is my <laughs> weaknesses coming out a little frustrated when I just see this trend of everybody being the same. And even when I read up emotional intelligence, everybody acting the same way. And it's like, no, like we're, it isn't about that. It is about having the maturity to, um, to really, you know, it really comes down to, I feel like, feel like compassion and humility. It, um, when you have that compassion and humility within yourself and you feel that connection with other people, even if they've wronged you, even if they've hurt you and, um, and constantly developing that. Like I said, I have this natural tug to be vindictive and get revenge first, right? Well, they did that and they're wrong. So what do I do? I, I, I think that first, which I'm trying to change, but then I'm like, no, I, I start to empathize and I start to realize that I don't understand their situation. I try to feel a little more compassion. Um, I try to realize that I don't know everything and try to be humble and realize that I still have a lot to learn. And sometimes we think we're right only because of our per- our perception, because of our experiences. And a lot of times that that's wrong. And so, you know, and then I ground myself and then I communicate. And, and then when I mess up and I don't communicate the way I should, then I'm like, okay, why did I do that? Was it a trigger? Was it something from, you know, like it's something that was traumatic from my past. So now those experiences are triggering me. Like now I know to be aware of those triggers and be like, okay, next time I'm going to try not to overreact. So the whole goal of this live was to just kind of talk from the heart for me and my experiences and hopefully get you to think, you know, read up on emotional intelligence. I actually didn't cover nearly what I was planning to cover. I kind of went on a different tangent, but that's okay. I wanted to really, um, get you feeling, get you loving, get you, getting you understand yourself, getting you to understand others. There's plenty on the internet to read about emotional intelligence and what that is. But I just feel like when you read it again, the whole goal is to understand who you are, what makes you unique, what are the strengths, weaknesses, gifts that you have, and then channeling those to to others. And I think during this holiday season, we can all use a little more of that. So, um, that's that's really I think what I, I think I'll end it at that I didn't want to keep it really long um, and I didn't cover nearly what I was planning to so um, allow yourself to love a little more trust a little more and um, just care a little more during this holiday season so all right love you guys I will see you next week bye. <laughs>